0: In this episode, I talk Britney, bitch. Britney had a huge impact on my early stages of life, and I wanted to talk a little bit about her, the role she played in my idea of femininity slash sexuality, and what all the hoopla is all about surrounding a documentary that was released this week entitled Framing Britney Spears. I'll also talk about my Patreon pitch, which... This month, we'll also have a bonus episode on Britney Spears, which you can find on patreon.com forward slash Yas or our website www.crossyaspodcast.com. I'll also give you my crossyass tip of the week in this episode that has to deal with boobs and making cleavage with an adhesive bra. And finally, Sierra talks about her transgender journey with laser hair removal in this week's Sierra Says. This is episode 93 of the Cross Yas podcast. I'm back kind of early so you happy to see me yes
1: yes 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 cross yes podcast with jazelle mirasol yes! yes 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 yes
0: yes welcome to the cross yes podcast i'm jazelle mirasol crossdresser nurse and your host of this wonderful and inclusive podcast that still says yes to everything related to crossdressing sexuality and gender Looking for more information, again, check out www.crossyaspodcast.com for behind-the-scenes looks, Q&A sessions with guests, and ways you can get bonus content like through our Patreon. You can also add us on Discord where you can chat us up day in and day out, 24-7 it feels like, where you can hit me up, Sierra, and all the other welcoming crossyas listeners who are eager to start a convo. And finally, if you have a story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender-related, but wondering to yourself, damn. I wonder if anyone wants to hear my story or even care what I have to say. Well, you know me and you know the podcast. The answer to your question is aloud. Frickin. Yes! Email me Giselle at CrossTheYasPodcast.com. DM me on Instagram at CrossTheYasPodcast. Or hit me up on our Discord where you'll find me there under Rochi underscore Mochi pound 7325. You can talk to me there. Looking forward to talking with you. Back again kind of early, sorry I knew I told you I was going to take a break, but I don't know, every time I try to take a break from the podcast, my brain is like, So I'm back with another episode really quickly and it's going to be kind of short, maybe and maybe not that short. Because I'm still kind of tired with the barrage of episodes I posted already this month to kind of make up for last month. I mean, I quit my job in January, which, I don't know, kind of led me to having all this extra free time. So I was thinking to myself, why not just post as many episodes as I can? Am I right? I'll allow it. But in this episode, it'll be relatively short. Kinda, I hope so. I want to talk about Britney Spears and the recent documentary Chronicling Her Life... I'll also give you my Cross Yas tip of the week about adhesive bras. I'll also talk about my Patreon pitch. And lastly, Sierra will talk about her laser hair removal treatments in this week's Sierra Says. Remember, there's still a question of the month. Who was your first crush and what made you love them? Email me your answers, either written or with your own recorded audio, giselle at cross podcast.com, DM me on Instagram at cross Podcast, or hit me up on Discord. Anyways, Here's episode 93 of the Cross Yas Podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. And now it's time for the Cross Yas Tip of the Week. So for this Cross Yas Tip of the Week, I know my previous tips were about makeup, but now Instead, let's talk about another way to help you present as feminine as you can, and that's boobs. We are going to
1: talk about boobs.
0: Cleavage, tits, things up there, your jugs, headlights, you know, things that women have. Why do women have boobs? So you got something to look at while you're talking to them. That's
1: a good one, That's what they're for, all right.
0: When I cross dress and try to present as feminine and want to give off the illusion of boobs, I usually find that adhesive bras help do that for me. Now, it's no surprise that if you're trying to present as feminine, boobs help give off that illusion. For some of you, some feel the need to go really big and some feel the need to go really small. But for this tip, I'm gonna talk about creating boobs that worked for me and how I created a small boobs with my flat chest.
1: No titties for you.
0: I feel like this tip best worked for me when I was wearing like low cut dresses or a low cut top and I needed to show some cleavage, like if you don't have tits it's kind of a dead giveaway you're a guy or at least that's how I thought this is like a side yas tip I hope you guys realize that you don't need boobs to be feminine yeah you're probably saying to yourself but Giselle all girls have boobs and to that I say yeah true to some extent but female women or women's boobs don't have to be fucking huge like some girls have tiny boobs like size A or AA, like batteries <laughs> and they're perfectly valid but don't come away from this cross yas tip thinking oh if I don't have boobs I'm not feminine really just use this cross yas tip as a way to present a version of femininity I know some gorgeous girls with size double a boobs size a boobs and they're gorgeous meaning you can be too but it's about confidence and owning your own shit so just be be yourself be yourself be yourself be yourself If you are a cross-dresser or transgender individual who wants to create the illusion of boobs, continue with this tip. Let's
1: keep it Let's keep it
0: Again, I find that using an adhesive strapless bra that's connected at the base helps to pull my chest forward and create a tiny crevice, and therefore the illusion of boobs. So the strapless adhesive bra I'm talking about kind of looks like, hmm, well... They can be as cheap as like $10 to $20. And as I'm Googling now, I can see that there's a $18 product titled Fashion Forms Women's Super Light Adhesive Strapless Backless Bra. It's a handful. And that's found on the Target website. Shout out to Target. They also have the Fashion Forms Women's Amazing Adhesive Strapless Backless Bra, nude for $25. And I think that seems like it would do the trick. I think I've used Nubra, I think, in the past. Nubra is spelled N as in Nancy, U as in under, and then bra, B-R-A. So Nubra, which if you look online on the Nubra website, Nubra.com, uh, they have a $48 um, strapless backless bra, and they have options as high as $68. Now, the $68 options are silicone, And are of the push-up bra variety, which I've never owned this kind of new bra. But I mean, sixty-eight dollars seems a bit excessive, at least to me, for an adhesive bra. But I don't know. I mean, they look really comfortable. uh, But I wasn't. I mean, for me, I I didn't really need a sixty-eight dollar bra to create cleavage on a regular basis because I don't wear low-cut dresses that often. I mean, it looks like I figure these are for. Women are people who constantly wear strapless dresses or need that extra oomph. Which, for me, I didn't really need, but if you do, by all means. Honestly, I feel like a push-up bra would do the trick, but I could be wrong. Another tip I knew people would use with the adhesive bras is they would wear like two or three of these things, like on top of each other, to really create the illusion of actual boobs. Because by pulling the base together, it creates a bigger crevice, but I don't know, I only used one. (sighs) Maybe... Maybe two, but even that was uncomfortable. So I don't know, maybe for you it might work, but it just seems like, I don't know, a little too excessive. But hey, whatever way you want to present, by all means, totally valid. But even with the adhesive bra though, I feel like you should still wear a strapless bra or a regular bra to hold up the adhesive bras or bras. And I think because I find for me, because I, <laughs> I wear a bra over it. I find that the adhesive bras or the, the adhesiveness of the adhesive bras after like, I don't know, five or six uses, the adhesiveness kind of just like loses its stickiness. So the regular bra helps hold the adhesive bras together, but also prevents it from kind of just falling down when the stickiness isn't there.
1: Little sticky, icky, icky. Oh, wait.
0: Also for some bonus help, for the look of it, if you contour a little bit of cleavage as well, when you're wearing a low cut top, that also helps. And I'll talk about that in a future episode. But that's my cross Yas tip of the week adhesive bras. They work for creating cleavage. I know the other thing people use are, I know they like pad tissues or water balloons or socks in your bras, which may have been like the old school way of doing things. But honestly, adhesive bras with just a regular bra over it, preferably a push-up bra if you need more, need more volume, if you will. They've done the trick for me and I hope this works for you too. If you have your own feedback or your own tip that helps you cross-dress or the gender that you wish to present as, please let me know and maybe I can share that tip. Email me, Giselle, at crossyasspodcast.com. Again, DM me on Instagram, at crossyasspodcast, or just hit me up on our Discord and let me know. Thanks, guys. So possibly one of my biggest crushes and guilty pleasures of all time, that I'm certain I'm not the only one, is the pop sensation, Britney Spears. You know, the 90s, 2000s female pop star that was so-called Well, the New York Times just recently released a documentary that can be watched on the streaming service, Hulu. And if you haven't watched it yet, please go watch it. It's entitled Framing Britney Spears. It's about a 74 minute documentary which essentially chronicles what has happened through Britney Spears' life that has led up to today where she is in a battle for conservatorship of her rights and estate. Now, if you don't have the luxury to watch it, I'll sum it up for you. Better yet, here's Whoopi Goldberg, on The View, giving a synopsis with a little snippet from the documentary. Framing Britney Spears, it looks at the legal battle over her father being co-conservator over her finances and personal affairs and how she was scrutinized and sexualized in the public eye. Take a look. On the one hand, you're a
1: sweet, innocent, virginal type. On the other hand, you're a sexy vamp in underwear.
0: I wouldn't say in underwear. Am I a virgin? <laughs> i make yes, I am a virgin and I definitely wanna try and have sex till I'm married. I just wanna wait for that special someone. Okay, so that snippet alone raises lots of questions today, especially in today's PC world where everything people say is highly scrutinized and I'd even go as far as saying people are more sensitive to language and made aware of what is said to women. Like no one would ever ask a female public figure let alone a famous teen star sensation today, if they're a virgin. Can you imagine if some news reporter asked Millie Bobby Brown, the star of Netflix's Stranger Things, who plays a character, by the way, who happens to be called Eleven, if she was a virgin? That'd be fucking career suicide for that reporter. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Now, if you're wondering why I'm talking about Britney Spears in a cross-dressing sexuality and or gender podcast, well, I'm going to try and analyze Britney Spears first, which I'll try my best to not go too much here in this episode, as I want to talk more about her and her ongoing legal case on our Patreon in this month's bonus episode, which will be available for everyone to listen to on our Patreon. Find it on patreon.com forward slash cross yas or find the link on our website, podcast.com But Britney Spears, at least for me, from the sexuality aspect, I believe she will be, and always will be, a sex and fashion icon. It's Britney, bitch. Like shoot she killed the red pvc outfit in her music video for oops i did it again she somehow made boa constrictors a fashion statement in her now famous green bralette with matching turquoise short shorts during her 2001 mtv vma performance for the song that i fucking love i'm a slave for you and the hit me baby one more time music video is arguably responsible for revolutionizing and resexualizing the schoolgirl outfit Yes, schoolgirl outfits may have been a popular sex fetish for some prior to this video, but the music video brought the schoolgirl outfit fetish mainstream. And you know the music video I'm talking about, come on. Like, how can you forget the lyrics of me, baby, one more time. which is funny to me, cause I'm sure she definitely didn't intend to sexualize the schoolgirl outfit, but we as an audience watching during the 90s, just kind of did it because at the time, that was socially acceptable to just sexualize things like that. It was a different time in the 90s where men could still be outright chauvinistic, misogynistic, and disrespect women and experience no outcry. Today's world, however, a lot of that stuff that happened in the 90s would not fly today. Or at least that's the hope. One thing that the Framing Britney Spears documentary argues was that during the rising fame of Britney, there was a growing sense from the public of focusing on the sexual nature of women and their sexual life. As evidenced by that question in the snippet where someone asked Britney Spears if she was a virgin. Am I a virgin? (laughs) I mean, we kind of still do that today where famous people's sex lives still garner a lot of attention, but a major political scandal, unlike anything we've ever experienced before, rocked the United States and the world in 1998 and I'm talking about President Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky.
1: I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky.
0: For those of you too young to know who Monica Lewinsky is, she was a White House intern who admitted on tape to giving the President of the United States at that time, President Bill Clinton, a blowjob and other sexual acts with him while he was in office. Speaking of blowjobs, Kirsten and I will talk about blowjobs in this month's Bonus Kirsten's Corner, so chip in $5 to our Patreon to hear us chit-chat about that. And you'll also get other bonus content, so head on over to our website to get that. But the blowjob isn't where it ended for Clinton. No, in fact, he did not have a happy ending.
1: Oh my god. Ew!
0: But President Clinton became, at that time, only the second president to be impeached because of lying under oath and obstruction of justice about his affair with Monica Lewinsky. Which is crazy to me, right? Because you'd think we would have expected more from our political leaders back then, but I mean, today we also kind of don't. Because I mean, that was 1998, and I mean, at that time we figured our political leaders were held to a higher standard, and we should expect more from them, especially from a higher level of perceived power. You know, to not be disrespectful to women, let alone lie about having sex, but oh wait, wait, wait. But didn't we just have a president who said this about women. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just like, I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything.
1: Whatever you want.
0: Grab them by the pussy. I <laughs> can do anything. Yeah. Now in that clip, that is the former one-term president Donald Trump having a conversation with former Access Hollywood TV host Billy Bush on a tour bus way back in 2005. That's right, 2005, 11 years before Trump would be voted to the highest level of office here in the United States. That's fucking right, 2005, 11 years before he would become the president of the United States. Still fucking boggles my mind that people still voted for this man, but here we are. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? Bill Clinton was in 1998, Trump was in 2005, and it's now 2021. So yeah, maybe we don't hold political leaders to a higher standard or maybe we really never have. It was
1: all a lie, guys, it was all a lie.
0: Sorry, got off track there, you know, fucking pissed. But my point is people have been just blaming, yelling and belittling women for what they can and cannot do sexually. It's not just with Monica Lewinsky and it's not just with Britney Spears, but we've placed this unfair sexual burden on these women, whether they liked it or not. In this Framing Britney documentary, the filmmakers make a great point at it pointing how Britney Spears, who again was only 18 years old when Hit Me Baby One More Time came out, had her career, her fame, and her sexuality or her sexualness collide head-on with that of the increased interest in famous people's sexual appeal, sexuality, and thus sexual affairs from the media, and thus society at that time. Which makes sense to me, because for me, well, I was part of that curious society that wanted to know everything about sex. If you were my age in 1998, early 2000s, I was, what, 10, 12 years old? And I was prepubescent, maybe a little into puberty. I probably had a pubic hair on my balls somewhere. Oh, hello there! But I knew around that time how attracted and fascinated I was by everything feminine. From clothes, to style, from how women walked, to makeup, to undergarments. Like, like if it had to do anything with a woman, you bet your sexy ass I wanted to feel immersed in it. Like I somewhat remember Monica Lewinsky. I think I was what, 10 years old when that happened. So I was probably too focused on cartoons like Pokemon and Power Rangers. (laughs) I mean, I do remember hearing the word blowjobs though, being thrown around, but I never knew what that actually meant till way later. Again, blowjobs on our Patreon, Kirsten and I talk about it, patreon.com forward slash But again, I was a kid who really didn't focus on the sexual aspects or anything sex related. I was a nineties kid, just doing nineties kids things, watching a lot of TV and playing a lot of video games like, I don't know, Zelda. But Britney Spears, I don't know. She was like, like a siren to me. She drew me in with everything she did. Like, seriously. Anything Britney Spears sang, wore, acted in. I found it all completely fascinating and absolutely riveting. Like, all of her outfits, her grace when she walked, her cute southern accent when she talked. It was somewhat just addictive. (laughs) Like, Every new music video that would come out, shoot, boys, I'm a slave for you. Toxic and shit. Don't even get me started about toxic. Baby, can't just see I'm gone. Like fuck, literally talk about Siren, right? I mean, I'd be glued to the TV to see what she would come out with next. Any commercial she'd do, like for Clarol or for Pepsi, I'd stop and watch. Any new movie she'd be in, I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Her cameo in Austin Powers, like one of my faves. I mean, it's kind of crazy how obsessive I was with her and how everyone else was too, even during her downfall. Like when in 2007, with the rise of YouTube, we saw the video when she went bald and remember she was attacking the paparazzi and this all happened to be, you know, during her so-called crazy phase. I remember when Chris Crocker on YouTube There's a name you probably haven't heard in forever. That's right, Chris Crocker, who told you to leave Britney alone. You remember that guy who went, LEAVE BRITNEY ALONE, PLEASE. (laughs) Now that was a video from Chris Crocker in 2007 coming to the defense of Britney Spears during her, well, again, kind of her downfall crazy phase who, by the way, recently, Chris Crocker, shout out to you, recently came out as a transgender woman. That's right, here's Chris Crocker coming out on Instagram, I think, what, I think a week ago. Uh, I think that was the 11th. As a transgender woman and talking about not relating or self-identifying anymore as a gay man. I've always felt like a woman on the inside. At times, I have masked who I am to feel physically safe in my southern environment, but I hope it's a huge relief to the gay people that have for years said Chris Crocker does not represent us because they're exactly right. I'm not a gay man. I present as one because I am not physically transitioned where I would like to be, whether that be because of financial reasons, feeling physically safe, etc. But one day I do hope to be able to become the person on the outside that I am on the inside. Look, I'm not even gonna do a Yas of the week, but if there was, Chris Crocker would be my Yas of the week. You go, girl. And that was the of the week. But back to Britney Spears and watching Framing Britney with Kirsten, I don't know, we both realized that, man, she really had a huge struggle. And I mean, she's still kind of struggling today. For me, I also realized, and this is a sorry, sorry. um, This is a quick side note, guys. Britney Spears is kind of still helping people become their best selves even during her struggling phases, so she's doing it even indirectly. The Free Britney movement, which is like the movement to free Britney from her conservatorship, and again, I'll talk about that on our Patreon, uh, patreon patreon.com forward slash cross the Like, the Free Britney movement is kind of helping others realize the power they have. Like, Chris Crocker, for example, coming out as a transgender woman, like, that's fucking awesome. But Britney Spears and, I don't know, the whole thing about her conservatorship and the Free Britney movement, that's all making me want to say yas to it. Because... I grew up with her like she grew up before our eyes, but as a fan and I know people who in general who followed her We pretty much watched her life unfold before us the good and the bad from a young star in the Mickey Mouse Club To singing I'm a slave for you on TV to shaving her hair bald And to her now doing whatever she's doing at home with her kids like we're able to watch her life We watched everything and we're still watching it now. I mean she's slowly winning her conservatorship. Sorry spoiler alert uh, battle with her father and again i'll talk about more about her and her ongoing case on our patreon again i'm gonna i'm gonna slide this in here <laughs> patreon.com forward slash cross or website www.crossyaspodcast.com if you want to hear me give you an even more uncandid way about how i feel about britney spears but man i love her so britney spears if you're listening probably not but that's okay I love you. I think you're a badass. I hope you're doing okay and know that I'll forever be a... <laughs> you go, girl. And now it's time for Giselle's Patreon pitch. So for my Patreon pitch this month, just a... Explain the tiers again. We have the lowest tier, which is three dollars, where you'll get a digital print from this month and all the previous months. This month, because we're going Britney Spears themed, we are going with "Stronger Than Yesterday." It's a quote from Britney Spears' song "Stronger," and we're going to put the chorus in there where Kirsten will draw a beautiful digital print. the The quote goes, "Stronger than yesterday. Now it's nothing but my way. My loneliness ain't killing me no more. I I'm stronger." Now, this is for the people who want to feel empowered and feel that, I don't know, if they're stuck in a relationship or they were stuck in some bad friendship or, I don't know, with your parents or anything. Like, this quote is just hopefully symbolized that, hey, you are better today than you were before. You don't need another person. You can do bad all by yourself, basically. And that's this month's digital print. And for $5, you get the bonus episode of the month. And that's bonus Kirsten's Corner, which is, for me... I am going to talk with Kirsten about blowjobs, so stay tuned for that. That'll be up by the end of the month. And then for the extra bonus episode, it's still on Britney. I'll give you her case. We'll talk a little bit about Britney and discuss that. And then finally, for $10 a month, you get everything. The $5 a month, you get all the bonus Kirsten's Corners plus the digital prints. The $10 a month will get you all every song Kirsten's already sang for the podcast. And this month is kind of special. Um, For Valentine's Day She sang the song I Choose You By Sarah Bareilles It's good Um, You can listen to it By just chipping in $10 this month You can hear all her her other songs That will hopefully Help you feel empowered But this song's special Because it's Valentine's month Right? It's the love month And I choose you. She sang it for our wedding uh, for me, and she chose me, and I chose her. So, um, chip in $10 a month, and you can hear her sing that. But that's my Patreon pitch. I hope you guys check it out. Patreon.com forward slash cross or go to our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com to find that. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. And it's now time for everyone's
1: favorite segment, Sierra Says. Hello everyone, and welcome to another Sierra Says. I am very happy to be here today to talk to you a little bit about a part of my journey as a trans woman, which also can be useful or applicable to cross-dressers or people who consider themselves to be gender non-conforming in many different ways, and that is hair removal and in particular a hair removal process that I'm sure you've heard of called laser hair removal. I have been getting laser hair removal for a solid six and a half to seven months now on a just regular basis. I've been going every couple of months to get that done. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about what the process is like and how laser hair removal can be useful for trans people, as well as for really anyone who just wants to reduce the prevalence of their body hair. And so I wanted to talk about my experience as a trans woman with getting laser and how it's helped me to feel a little more confident uh, being who I am. I started out life as a very hairy man, and I am still a relatively hairy trans woman as I move through the process of transition, because even though hormone therapy, gender-affirming hormone therapy, will reduce the prevalence of body hair among most trans women, it is a slow process. And Hair is a source of significant dysphoria for me in the sense that I have a lot of chest hair, I have a lot of hair all over parts of my body where I wish I didn't have it. And so laser hair removal has proven to be a useful first step. Is it the final solution for me in taking care of my body hair? Probably not, but it is an important step along the way. So first of all, what is laser hair removal? I'm sure many of you are familiar with this already, but laser hair removal is the process of using light, that is focused intensely upon the hair follicles, wherever you might to target those on your body, to disrupt hair growth. And lasers are of course just concentrated light, and then hair follicles uh, are where the hairs on your body specifically grow. And it was discovered a while ago that the use of lasers can actually help to disrupt hair growth if uh, actuated in a certain way. And in most cases, laser hair removal can be very effective for people provided that there is Contrast between their skin color and their hair color, and in particular, that they have hairs that tend to be darker on lighter skin. So, laser hair removal is really best if you have relatively light skin and if you have relatively dark hair. There are a couple of caveats related to this. First of all, it's encouraging to see that recently some lasers have come on the market that work better for people with darker skin. This is great to see because, really, of course, everyone should have access to this kind of hair removal treatment. But for people like myself who have little patches of white or gray hair on the body, those can be a little more difficult to deal with in the sense that laser hair removal is not really designed to target those hairs. Again, for laser hair removal to be effective on a follicle, there does need to be some contrast between the skin and the hair itself. So you'll see that in most cases, laser hair removal is most effective on those hairs that are darker relative to skin. Laser hair removal is seen as being semi-permanent. So if you're planning out a laser hair removal treatment plan, keep in mind that in most cases after a significant number of sessions you will see what feels like permanent reduction in hair growth. That is typically over the long term just semi-permanent reduction as regular touch-ups are required in most cases even after a standard course of treatment is finished. It's important to remember that for hair removal, the only truly permanent source of hair removal is a process called electrolysis, which is a very slow but effective process that involves targeting individual follicles. Laser hair removal is much faster and much more uh, apparently effective in, in terms of reducing visible hair growth, but over time, many times the hairs that you will end up temporarily disrupting growth from with laser will come back. So with laser, it's a process that involves typically multiple treatments of the same areas, whereas electrolysis involves going over smaller portions of larger areas and kind of taking things little by little, because once follicles are disrupted by electrolysis, they will typically not regrow hair. Whereas with laser, typically what you do is you pick different areas of the body for treatment, and then those areas are treated with a commercial laser And after maybe 7-10 to days, you will see reduction in hair growth, and oftentimes you'll actually see the hairs that were still sitting in the follicles when you had your treatment fall out. And so you'll see a, a significant thinning of the hair shadow on those areas you do get treated. As you're planning your laser treatment, keep in mind that typically multiple sessions and multiple treatments are required in order to get the kind of reduction in hair growth that you want. So I am having laser treatment done on several parts of my body. I'm having it done on my face and neck because I want to significantly reduce my facial hair, if not eliminate it altogether, and reduce my beard shadow. I'm having it done on my chest as well as my shoulders, my back, in just the interest of clearing up parts of my body that I wish were hairless. My arms and legs, like a lot of women, I can shave those and feel perfectly comfortable with that. But some of those areas I really want a much more hair-free look. And what I've seen so far, I've been doing hair removal with lasers since uh, July of 2020. It's now uh, early February, so I've had five sessions altogether on all of those areas. I've seen significant reductions on the back. I've seen significant reductions on my chest, on my shoulders. Those have been going great. There is still, in between sessions, a little bit of regrowth, especially approaching my next session, there is often some regrowth that I wish wasn't happening, but in general, things are getting a lot better. I also finally started to notice a lot of progress on my face, but that really took four sessions before I started to notice substantive progress. So one thing to keep in mind with laser is that certainly multiple sessions are required for most areas of the body. And also areas of the body that have softer hairs are often easier to treat with laser than those areas that have coarser hairs so if you're hoping for results on your face as most people who are assigned male at birth oftentimes that will take many more treatments than areas that tend to be a little bit thinner so my back for example is probably the area that has responded most quickly to treatment it's been very encouraging to see the progress there but on my face for example What I started seeing with my back after like one or two treatments has taken really four or five treatments on my face. And I expect to have to go a full 10 to 12 treatments on my face to get the kind of results that I want. So it is definitely a process. It's not something that happens immediately. And if you are planning on undergoing laser hair removal, you do want to think about not just the cost or the time involved with one treatment, but the cost of many treatments for all of the different areas you might wish to have treated. One thing that can be kind of discouraging is that oftentimes you can see progress happen, and then in between sessions it can seem to disappear. That is because hair grows in cycles, and so there's nothing to worry about with that. Oftentimes you'll get a laser hair treatment, and then a few weeks later you'll start to see hairs regrowing on the area where uh, you had your treatment. And that's not because necessarily the same follicles are growing hair, but because you're starting to see growth on follicles that were growing underneath the range of the laser at first. So that's why it takes multiple sessions to get the kinds of results that you're looking for. Another downside of the laser hair removal process is just the time involved and the cost. Again, the time is not a huge deal in the sense that to do a full area of the body for laser hair removal is, is not more than maybe 10 to 15 minutes for most areas of the body. Even my full back takes no more than 15 minutes. And I was just in to have my chest done this morning, and that was no more than 10 minutes altogether from the time I um, got on the table to the time that they were completely finished with me. So it's a relatively straightforward process, and if you're wondering about what it feels like, in most parts of the body, for me, it is not painful at all. It feels like, everyone says, feels like a little rubber band snapping against your skin, and I feel like that's pretty accurate. My chest, my back really don't hurt at all. I don't have any unpleasant sensations from that. My face, however, does feel pretty uncomfortable. Typically, those parts of the body where the hair is thicker, you will find a little more discomfort and the whole process will be a little less straightforward and a little more unpleasant. But that is just necessary in order to sometimes get the results that you're looking for. The other real downside to laser hair removal can be the cost. Because you're looking at multiple treatments, you're not just looking at one treatment for each area, you're looking at multiple treatments for each area of the body that you wish to have hair removed from. So that can mean $40 here, $50 here, and then repeat that 5-10 times depending on how many treatments you're going to need to get the results that you want. I recommend checking around for a couple of different resources here. So, There are, first of all, in many communities around the United States, there are transgender organizations that will provide low-cost access to laser hair removal for all trans people, and that can be a great way of getting started. There are actually some in larger metropolitan areas that have their own laser hair removal gear, which makes the whole process significantly less expensive and easier for anyone who I... Anyone who identifies as transgender. And in most cases, if you identify as gender fluid or non-binary, as long as you're under that transgender umbrella, you can normally have access to those services. Commercial laser hair removal tends to be more expensive. I tend to spend, honestly, a couple of hundred dollars per session, even after having a coupon that took care of some of the costs. So I started with a particular hair removal company in here in Southern California just by finding a Groupon, so like a, a coupon that got me access to a certain number of sessions for a very good price. I am using that to cover some areas of my body, but then I am paying out of pocket for those other areas. So even with a Groupon that helped me get started, I really am still spending between two and $300 typically per session. I find that to be worth it. I'm just feeling so fortunate that that's not an expense I have to think too much about, but it is very much helping me to manage the dysphoria that I feel as a result of my body hair. Again, if you are more concerned about that, you can always start with smaller areas. You can start with a Groupon or something else like that that will give you access to get started more quickly with those highest priority areas and then expand outward later on. Or you can search out those resources in your community that might make laser hair removal more accessible specifically for transgender individuals. Finally, I wanted to touch upon the fact that commercial hair removal is the option that I've been talking about here, but there are some home hair removal options available such as handheld lasers and IPL devices. Handheld lasers and IPL devices are meant to essentially give you the same results that you would get from commercial lasers, but within the comfort of your own home and at a lower expense because all you have to do is simply buy a device. I have a handheld uh, home laser device that I've used uh, pretty frequently on my arms and legs and I've seen some decent results but not anywhere near the kind of results that I would expect to see from a commercial laser. The lasers that are used in most hair removal centers cost in the order of tens of thousands of dollars, and so the equipment itself is is quite sophisticated and certainly exceeding the sophistication of what most people could purchase for their own homes. So it's well worth, if you are interested in pursuing laser hair removal, to have it done by a professional. I actually find it to be less painful to have professional hair removal versus home hair removal because the professional lasers cover a wider area with every blast of the laser. They are activated more quickly. So there's not as much of a delay in between activations, So the whole process goes much faster. And they also have comfort devices built in. So most commercial lasers will actually blow air on your body while the laser is in action in order to uh, minimize any discomfort that you might be feeling. So I recommend that as a way forward. If you do prefer to use a home laser or IPL device, there are some good options. I personally don't find them to be as effective as many of the commercial lasers, but I have certainly spoken with some people who do. So laser hair removal is a great option for, again, semi-permanent hair removal. It is not completely permanent. The only permanent solution is electrolysis, but it is a generally cost-effective way of reducing body hair growth over large areas of the body, if that is something you are going for. That certainly was part of my journey. And if you are considering the same thing, I encourage you to look around and see what kinds of laser hair removal services are available in your community. And that's how Sierra sees it. And finally,
0: the miscellany. And that's it for this episode, guys, where you heard me kind of give you a cross-yass tip of the week for <laughs> boobs, cleavage, adhesive bras. Uh, you then heard me give a little shout-out to Brittany, how much of a badass she was, um, talk a little bit about her sexuality and how it was freeing. I gave you my Patreon pitch for the month of uh, February, and Sierra gave you her talk about laser hair removal. Um, I'm back a little sooner than I told you guys. <laughs> I was going to take a break, but I was like, I should talk about Britney because we watched that Britney documentary, Kristen and I, and we really wanted to talk about it. So, or at least I did, but, um, stay tuned for, I'm going to try and not release an episode next week, but don't, don't hold me to it. But I will have the next Curias convo with Amanda in two Saturdays from now, which she is a fat patter. That's what she goes by on our discord. Uh, if you want to chat up with her, she'll be on our uh, podcast soon in two Saturdays So um, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the week uh, Sorry this was kind of a fast episode But something to listen to right um, I love you guys check out our Patreon go on our Discord Check out our website all the good stuff um, And know that I love you it's February Love month still answer the question of the month Who's your crush and why you know how to reach me Email me discord me DM me On Instagram whatever love you guys that's it And as always keep it fresh stay blessed And remember you're gorgeous again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.